There's people that don't even yeah. think like you. My wife doesn't even think like you <laughs> at all. And that's fine. Like people right, think right. differently. But yeah. I think there's there's places in the world for people like you that think that way, right? Yeah, they're just like... And you, if you, you think can... that way, do it. Stop suppressing your feelings, doing the thing you hate every single day. Go follow your heart and your gut and do the things you should do. Yeah. Because once you start doing it, life just opens up and it's so happy. Yeah. Because you're doing the thing you love. You're right. I had no idea how passionate I was about making products for people, shipping them, and like selling them and watching numbers go up yeah no idea but i just knew i enjoyed like helping people out and that was the the path i took this episode of the podcast is brought to you by larclean a while ago my wife and i decided that we were going to permanently switch to solutions to clean our house that were safe to use around our kids and our pets and larclean offers exactly that they're powerful enough to be used in a medical setting and safe enough to be used around kids in fact there's no bleach no alcohol and it still kills 99 percent of germs so if you're listening to this podcast and you want to give it a try head over to larclean.com and use code thinking 10 at checkout to save 10% off your order this episode of the podcast is brought to you by s ranker marketing because in a world where seo can feel so overwhelming you need an effortless way to attract more customers you need it to be budget friendly and you need clear reporting that's all that s ranker marketing does for you in fact they can do it in as little as three months so head over to s ranker.com check out my homies over there get involved with their program especially if you're a local business remember the best way to support this podcast is by supporting our sponsors. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right, cool. Let's go. Camden, is this number three, dude? Two. Two? Yep. The last time we we went a deep dive on NFTs. Yep. NFTs <laughs> and a lot of random stuff. We're back though. That was so fun. That was a long time ago. It was that two was... years ago, probably. No. Maybe a year, a, year and a, year and a half. year and a half ago. year and a half. And you know what's funny is I met you through at a networking event uh, that I was invited to by uh, someone that I'm working with right now. Her name's Hillary I Russell. Do, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it at uh, uh, ConnectShare? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when I really oh, got into... That's met. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. We sat at the same table. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so wild, I didn't, dude? I forgot about that. Yeah. And then that was when I got introduced to all the networking. Uh, and then we went, went to a couple events after that. But you're... Um, I want to just dive right into the, to the whole e-commerce thing because I, I was just on um, a little kick where, you know, it's not software anymore. It's not really services anymore. Like the coaching thing has kind of died down. Like it's really now like people want a physical product in their hands and that's what they want to pay for. Mm-hmm. And so e-commerce is just blowing up. I think, a big, I think a big thing is because like I was just telling you before we started, Everyone has realized that they can't rely on their their normal day to day job anymore. Right. Well, and yeah. even how customers are buying, dude. Like they don't want to buy. It's like I don't want to buy a service anymore. I want to buy something that you actually give me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been good. I mean, every every month we've been growing. It's been good to see people start to recognize that they can control their own financial freedom and they can they can start you know playing in the realms of being their own entrepreneur their own boss where people thought before oh, i don't know i don't have connections to get to china or i don't know how to, to <laughs> yeah. manufacture or source that product or market it once i get it here yeah but yeah it's cool a Dude. lot of people are getting into it it's yeah big. that's wild big, big big i think one of the things that i really enjoyed about um you know about our our friendship is like just the whole idea that you can really like Oh man, that it's so much easier than you think. Like as we were talking about, right? Like you're like, it's actually a lot easier than people think to start a brand like this. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and there's so much need for it. Now, what do you, let's kind of dive into, what I like to do is like go into like the object- objections kind of like right away. So like in, 
in the world out there, like some people might say it's too saturated. It, it, you know, everybody sells hats, everybody sells this. Like, how do you kind of overcome that in your day to day interaction? Um, I would say, I don't know. The objections of, of like the money side, is that what you're saying? Like, oh, or, or, or just like, I, I don't know if I want to start a, I mean, most people, when they come to you, they know they want to start a brand. But how do you, how would you answer that if somebody was like, I don't know if I want to start one? Maybe there's just too many people in there or something like that. Yeah, most of the time people will come in and say that they already have an, a general idea. And no, I'd say 50 50. They either have an idea or the other side, they have money and they're like, I just know I want to get in this industry and we can help both. The one side that has the money is the easier one to work with, usually, <laughs> and I'll and I'll talk talk about why. Yeah. The one with the money that just invest in it initially, we go do the research for them and we tell them what products are going to work and which ones have the most opportunity for success, right? <clears throat> Maybe it'd be an example, uh, Pizza Cutter is, is killing it online right now in monthly sales, but what we see on the one-star reviews of the top seller is the diameter of the wheel is too small, and as they cut the pizza, it's taking toppings off. So we look at that and we go, oh, shoot. Well, let's increase the diameter. We'll do it the exact same pizza cutter, make it a little bit nicer, dishwasher, uh, you know, friendly, and then we'll go ahead and launch that one, which we've done, and it's actually killing it right now. So wow, that's a perfect dude. example of it. Now, the op opposite side of the investor, you're coming to me and you're saying, "Hey, I want to sell. Can you help? Can you help me? And I want to utilize your services. I have an idea. I have glasses that I want to sell for, like, you know, or, or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. say glasses. Like, for, well, yeah, let's do my idea. I want to sell. <clears throat> Is that big, okay to share it? Yeah, I, I big effing sunglasses. Okay, so BFG glasses <laughs> or yeah. BFG, um, yeah. just wider frames essentially. So for bigger heads, you would come to me and you would say, "Hey, I've already done my target audience research. Um, I just need these sourced, right? Conveniently, I already know two factories that do sunglasses." So yeah. I just got to go to them and say, hey, here's the specs. I need 155 millimeter, you know, from temple to temple. Let's go get this done. They give me an MOQ, which is an, a minimum order quantity. And then we, we go to town and make it for you, ship it over, put it in my 3PL or my warehouse, and <laughs> we do it all. Market it and manufacture it. Dude, that's wild, man. Yeah. And why do you think, I mean, I think the one on the one hand, absolutely, you're right. But why e-commerce specifically? Like, why products? Because we were talking about this before, but I just kind of wanted to get it out there in the open um, about, like, why somebody wouldn't do software, or why somebody wouldn't, you know, try to do some service. Like, why would they go e-com, maybe DTC? I've done software, and it's expensive. I don't know if you agree with that. I do. It's terrible. Development, an average salary, I think, for a de developer, last time I checked, was like 180000 a year. Developers are wild. pricey. And so if you're spending 12 months developing a very basic foundational software, which, by the way, that's short, 12 months to manufacture, not manufacture, but build, but to build, a to build software, that, that's expensive. Even if you outsourced it into yeah. Cuba or somewhere else where I know Cuba does good work or Venezuela, they've got really good developers, it's still expensive. Yeah. So I think people are shifting over because it's an easier barrier to entry for products. You know, you're, you're spending money on something that people need and want and... Yeah, it's fun. It's dude. fun. It's fun. You own a business, and it's fun to control like your income and not have someone else, you know, dictate that. And, and it's and it's the old school. I think this is what my favorite thing is: is people kind of got away from the idea of like, um, I don't know, just it. It's I'm buying something for X, selling it for X, and everybody's happy. And and I don't know why some people get a that gets a bad rap, like as far as like buying sunglasses for five and selling them for 20 or whatever, right? Like, it's just wild. Capitalism. How, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but you got to get it past your head. I, I don't know. I just told this story, uh, but I tell it all the time. Like, when I was in high school, I used to just sell candy bars. Like, I knew that my high, my school was selling them for way too much, and I knew that if I could buy them, and I could buy them for cheaper and sell them for less than what they were and still make money. 
And I won I, in my senior, and I did stuff like that all the time. And in my senior year, uh, I, I won the most likely to be a con artist award. <laughs> because like Perfect. in the culture, in the culture, it's like, oh, I know you bought that for a dollar. Why you sell it to me for three? It's like, well, because that's how, that's life, dude. <laughs> how funny is it? They say they call you a con. How old was this? Junior high or high school? No, high school. High school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like eighteen, yeah. and they and I was like, I was like, wait. But uh, you've had an entrepreneurial brain since the beginning, so that's what that means. I, that's cool. There's people that don't even yeah. think like you. My wife doesn't even think like you <laughs> at all, and that's fine. Like people right, think right. differently, but yeah. I think there's there's places in the world for people like you that think that way, right? Yeah, they're just like. And you, if you, you think can... that way, do it. Stop suppressing your feelings, doing the thing you hate every single day. Go follow your heart and your gut, and do the things you should do. Yeah. Because once you start doing it, life just opens up, and it's so happy. Yeah. Because you're doing the thing you love. Right. I had no idea how passionate I was about making products for people, shipping them, and like selling them and watching numbers go up. Yeah. I, no idea. But I just knew I enjoyed like helping people out, and that was the, the path I took. So. Yeah. Dude, and, and you were on my podcast like we were talking about a, a long time ago. So for we've got a, quite a few new listeners. How did you get into the e-commerce world, Amazon FBA, you know, all, the, all of that kind of, you know, sourcing yeah. and stuff like that? I was, I was handed kind of a, a weird opportunity to do similar stuff at a company um, and just by working there for a short period of time realized that I had a skill that I didn't feel like I needed someone else for and I don't mean that in like a narcissistic way yeah. I, like I just meant like I really think I can do this myself and I can change a lot of things that I don't need to get permission on and I can make this thing big um, and so yeah. I ended up leaving them and, and moving on to this new gig and from one thing from sourcing or from helping people market it turned to hey let's you know we're really good at that we've got enough money to kind of branch out and, and hire new employees let's start doing sourcing now yeah. we started doing that and we did it really good from the beginning uh, and then we were like hey well everyone keeps running into this issue of like where are we going to ship or where are we going to get our logistics covered let's go get a warehouse so we got a warehouse so now we're like slowly expanding yeah even dude. now we can get products into grocery stores like we, wow, we have a guy on our dude. team that's been doing it for 20 years, and he now works for us to get it into Costco and Walmart and Target and Whole Foods, wherever, you know, your product yeah. needs to go, Dick's Sporting Goods, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we've, like, horizontally integrated, and I didn't even intend to do that early on. I yeah. just had a passion for the to see a product sell and to watch the end consumer enjoy what they purchased. Like, yeah. you know? Well, and what's cool about this, too, by the way, is, like, a lot of people um, talk about scale, right? Like, economies of scale. Uh, and one thing that I learned is there's another part of that, which is a, there's a there's a different one that you tapped into that not a lot of people realize you can do with scale is up. Right. So like, how can I, uh, you know, how can I use the same my, my fixed costs to make more money to like scale and make more revenue? And, and you're and you're going up. But there's the, that economy of scope that mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't basically. need it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to go up. I can go, mm -hmm. you know, I can buy the warehouse. Yes. Yeah. So I horizontally, yeah, I just yeah. integrated across the board. So that way for three different services, they pay three different, um, Which is different companies, but yeah. I, I own all of them. So yeah. if you want to, you can just have individual services or you can have them all. And I, <laughs> I, I totally believe in the VIP package. That's just who I am. If yeah. I see three options and VIP is one, I get suckered to that every time. Yeah. But that's how I've turned my business is like, I want it white glove for you. So you come and you pay the money. I will do everything for you. You sit back and just relax and you'll get update emails and I'll do it all. You don't wow. have to worry about anything. So, but because that's my personality. And so I've trained my yeah. team. We have internal processes all based on that. Wow, dude. And, and where did you, I mean, what was the journey like for you, you know, 
coming out with those, rolling out those processes? Like, how did you learn that? We, was it? we were awful. <laughs> we were so bad. In the You're like, dude, we got to fix that. I really feel so bad for my first customers because it's any business, right? You don't know what you're yeah, doing. Course, you're, yeah. You got you got growing pains. You got employees that you can, you know, the resume says so much, but then you find out later it was a lie, right? That was per- personally, <laughs> that's what happened to me. Yeah. So you grow and you learn, but um, I don't know. You just, I think you just grow and you just, along the way, you get better at what you're doing. So Yeah. Yeah, I love that, dude. I and um, what's been one of the fa- most favorite products that you've been able to kind of help source and develop? Products that I've had a source and develop. We're in the process right now of sourcing some organic stuff, which I, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, just being able to go down the lines of of like high, highly certified, like more paperwork kind of products, not just the easy get on Alibaba white label, <laughs> you know, like that stuff. That's yeah. We, yeah, and, yeah. and side note, we don't do that. It's not like that. It's, yeah. we have relationships with these people and the, and the warehouses in the, yeah. uh, in China. But, um, I don't know. I, I really like a couple of projects we're working on right now. I can't talk about it right now okay, okay, for okay. those, but yeah. they're organic and they're like super great products, like really cool life changing wow, products. Dude. Yeah. One of which is mushrooms, but not psychedelics. Oh, so but like, like nootropics, yeah. Which, by the way, awesome. I take those. Lion's Mane, Reishi, like all those. They're fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. So it's Dude. just a boom. There's a new boom in that area. Even though it's competitive, if you're doing it right and you have organic and, you know, you have organic yeah. capsules and all that stuff, that's what you need if you're going to take it. Wow, dude. And this is where you and I really hit it off uh, at talking is like um, just kind of that that other side of of business, right? Like the like the mindset and and the things that you do to kind of like stay an entrepreneur, right? Instead mm-hmm. of, instead of like becoming one, mm-hmm. um, it's like getting your mind right, dude. Um, cause you can get in the weeds and you can dude, get down sure. being an entrepreneur. You have freaking peaks and you have freaking valleys. Like yeah. some days you are the most depressed person. And then the same day it could be like, Oh shoot, that was yeah. bad <laughs> news that I, I read that message wrong and they're actually not canceling or, you know, whatever. And now yeah. it's a great day. Yeah. Like I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and they, they go through that kind of stuff. And if you're an entrepreneur listening, like that's normal, it's completely normal, at least for me and yeah. for whoever I've talked to, it's normal, but you yeah. got to keep your mind right to be able to keep always thinking forward or else you're not an entrepreneur. Right. In my, my opinion. Right. No. And it's, and it's wild because, um, you, yeah, it, one of my hot takes in sales is um, like psychology over, or excuse me, philosophy over psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, I mean, it's easy, for, you know, and I've read all the psychology books and it's like, whatever, but like staying in the game, like keeping your head on. And like, even if you go through that in your head, like the, like the valley's like mother, yes. <laughs> like staying on the outside, just being like, hold on. I just got to wait for a second Breathe. for this all to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or my there, wife dude. is huge at helping me out and staying grounded. Like I literally will wake up every morning, take my shoes off bare feet and I yeah. stand on my grass and I go to my garden. Sounds weird. That's yeah. just what works for me. Right. Yeah. And I, I think every person that owns a business needs to find what helps them. I'm not saying like go out and do dr- If you want to go do drugs, do that. but I think <laughs> yeah, there's like, better, I think there's yeah. better holistic ways that you can, you can manage stress levels because it's a stressful thing. It really yeah. is. You're yeah. managing not only the, the quality of customer service, but you're also managing the quality of the happiness of your employees yeah, and your customers. And you know, there's so many variables and it's all on you. And if right. you don't care, you're a narcissist. And if you, <laughs> and if you do care, you're normal. Yeah. But there's ways around like trying to manage that, I guess. Yeah. And, and I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. Right. But so. what are some ways that you like? That I like to manage it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think grounding, yoga, breathing, 
um, I have to have like my time. So yeah, whether it be like poker night or something, which is tonight, baby, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> poker. Um, I enjoy playing pickleball, softball, golf, dude. I've I've started golfing. I'll go alone. I don't even care. I'll meet someone brand dude, new. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sign up as a single. Network with someone on the golf course. I've met some great people. Yeah, dude, uh, that's legit. We gotta go golfing, by the way. Let's do it. But I don't know. I just I like to I like to just de-stress that way. But like once again, it's just individualized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of the things? Like uh, I know you know we met through networking. I, I don't think I've ever been to more networking events with someone else but you. And uh, and we and it's been a long time a since lot, we've even went. a lot of networking. Yeah, dude. What what do you like to do as far as networking? Like how do you like to approach that whole situation? How I approach networking is friends first. That's always what I do. Yeah. If I go to a networking event, like I did today at Top Golf, mm-hmm. we, we had a group that went together there. It, it's really cool when I walk in and I see ten people where two years ago I didn't know anybody, and they're all friends. They're all my good friends. Yeah. And because I don't, I don't think business first. I think friends first. Like you. I mean. Yeah. Have we ever talked to like doing business other than maybe today? No, maybe. I think maybe, maybe when I sold Dirty Dough, we had talked about it briefly, but then I was like, whatever. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But we went out and we would eat, we hang out. Like, that's yeah. how I treat it because I think if you're truly networking, you're getting to know the person. Once that trust and emotion is there, then stuff follows. But you got to trust right, the person right. you're working with. You got to trust them. And and uh, especially when you're dealing with like, like big money, you got to be like, ah, oh, dude, it's so hard to not know them and not know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if they have your best interests or whatever. Right, but, exactly. But networking, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that probably two times a week. Back in the day, it was like probably three, four times a week. Yeah, dude, when we were, but, yeah. But now, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. But now I feel like I've got enough contacts and I know enough people that I'm a text away from pretty much anything I might need if I need a contact to insurance or, you know, payment yeah. processing on my website or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I, like I know them now, there. so I don't really need to get into it unless I'm like, right now I need, hey, if anyone's listening, this is actually be a good <laughs> I need someone in the FDA realms to pass off a product in the FDA oh, world. Oh, yeah. So if anyone has that connection, I'll pay you big finder's fee bucks for that. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, number two, any any people like in the gun world, I've got a new gun product that we're manufacturing that's, that's patented, cool, which is I'm, I'm excited about. So. That's cool. Do you, you get into a lot of like patents and stuff like that? I'm starting to. Yeah, the ring, um, I wish I would have brought it, but it's, yeah. a, it's a new patented ring that we've designed that you wear on your trigger finger. And this is my first patent that we're going to be yeah. running with. Um, but it helps you isolate your muscle on your trigger finger. So when you pull the trigger, you only use the tip of your finger. That is standard best practice when aiming and firing a firearm. Yeah. Most people, and when I say most, like 95% of people, when they yeah. pull it, they use their entire finger, which causes inevitably the right. gun barrel to drop and your spread is all over the place. So with our product, Ooh. it trains that void between the, the grip of the gun and your finger to just use the tip so your barrel doesn't drop and your spread decreases and you have better accuracy. Dude, all so because of just all just because of that ring. Yeah. And so all you got to do, and you can even dry fire. You don't even have to go out. You just dry fire and practice with the tip at your yeah. desk or whatever without a you know magazine in there. Yeah, just to, <clears throat> just to train your finger. Yep. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. So and we're going to TriggerCon in September in Kansas, and then we've got a million. <laughs> TriggerCon. Trigger con. Go figure, right? I had no idea this world. I didn't know. I, I appreciate gun. I'm not like this big gun guy. Right, 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 right. I right. have guns. I have plenty. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what happened. We've got another guy that reached out to us. He makes guns for the Israeli army. Whoa. Um, can't disclose his name because yeah, he's course. got that stuff. Yeah, like don't. all locked. I don't even. I can't even go to his warehouse. He won't let us go there. We made it a different location. But he has wow. a military contract and wants to potentially piggyback our product with his product that they're already buying. Yeah. 
I mean, it's huge. Dude, that's yeah. wild. So I'm excited. I you don't know. know what's, you know what's cool about just e- the e-com world is like you can bring that to life. Like mm-hmm. our good friend Rob, mm-hmm. you know, with Washi. Yeah, yeah, toilet yeah. seats. Yeah. It's like, dude, um, that it's a great, first of all, it's an amazing invention. He's got, he's got his own patents on that. And, uh, and it's just like actually solves a real need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like saw it at the Delta Sky Lounge. Yep. Because he's in there. Oh, was I, it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's in there, dude. Uh, yeah. It's so cool. That's sweet. Um, but uh, yeah, so shout out to Rob for doing that. But it's so cool to just be able to see that your product is like helping somebody. That's that that gives you purpose. I feel like the ones that are like the umbrella and the margarita drink. It's like, dude, really, you just made a ton of money by making a little umbrella. Yeah. That's cool. But what it, do you really feel good about that? <laughs> I feel that good. One, when, yeah, I feel yeah. good if I can like change people, right? And that's why yeah. my end goal is philanthropy and like humanitarian work. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. After I'm done with all this, I'll sell off, and then I just want to help people. Yeah, yeah. What, I, I get the most joy from that. What do you like? Uh, what are some of your those philanthropic goals, like specifically? So I'm doing that right now too. I'm a yeah. I, my You're all over the place. It. My right? wife hates it. I'm so busy. Yeah. So I'm sourcing right now cocoa beans because of all these operations, the horizontally integrated stuff, right, yeah. and the connections I've made so much comes to my doorstep now with like opportunities and a couple of chocolate factories came to us and they said, Hey, do you source cocoa beans? I'm like, dude, this is right up my alley. Probably. Yeah. Let me look into it. Yeah. Next week I'm, I'm eating lunch and I get approached by a dude from Ivory coast and he's like, hi, are you Camden? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you put on that startup con in at UVU last year, which by Sick, the way, we yeah. did like a startup conference just for the listeners, for entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Um, I was like, yeah, were you there? He's like, yeah, I loved it. I've been meaning to talk to you, but you left early. I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, We have um, a nonprofit called Bridges Africa. And what we do is we help the cocoa bean, the cacao industry, um, all the farmers, you know, grow their bean properly and then sell it to distributors. So that way they can actually get their beans done correctly, organically or non and make their beans and chocolate and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, there might be something here. So we started talking and it looks like I might be able to turn a nonprofit opportunity into helping the community in the Ivory Coast build their farms correctly to then source products out and still build the community, give them jobs and work and a yeah. better product while simultaneously the businesses are getting their products you wow, know, sourced dude. for them. Yeah. So I'm literally, this was Saturday last week, two people from <laughs> Ivory Coast flew in, met, wow. at the, met at the chocolate factory. We met there at 9 a.m. And, and, you know, things are, produ- it's going. So Dude, that's I'm excited stellar, because what I want to do is I just want to travel and do that. I just want to help people. <laughs> I just want to help people. It's yeah, fun. dude. And uh, wow, man, that's, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Do you ever, when you're, when you're going through this and somebody comes up to you, the product that's just like, whoa, I mean, now it's, now it's probably not like that. But in the beginning, when you had a product where you're like, I don't know, dude, what was your mindset? Were you just like, dude, I'm just going to say yes and figure it out. Or were you, or like, what, what was that like? Sometimes. Yeah. I still get that way. <laughs> sometimes people approach me with stuff and I have to bite my tongue sometimes because they're so passionate. I don't want to deflate the balloon yeah. when they say, dude, I've got this really cool hat idea. And it's like, bro. There's so many hats out there, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, but, well, that was like kind of my question earlier was like, dude, how do you deal with that? Like that guy. Yeah, and, but I, I have a hard time. So I just tell them straight up. I hope yeah. I don't offend them or hurt their feelings. But for the most part, um, people have good ideas. Yeah. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll partner with them if they have a cool enough idea. And I'll say, hey, let's let's go in on this with equity. Pay me a little bit so I can pay my team and whatnot. But right, right, right. I've got a, probably five companies right now that I'm actually partnered with an urn company. We sell urns because I believe in it and, and it's a really good product on Amazon. Urns? Urns. Like, like for 
Dead Remains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, I did see one time that you could buy a coffin on Amazon. I was like, what the f That's a great partnership <laughs> opportunity. I got to call him. <laughs> no, we, so I partnered with him. Um, yeah. We've got a, I've got a gluten-free bread company that I'm now partners in. Um, actually, is here. it good gluten free bread? It's very good, and that was I was very particular on that. They source all their products from Brazil. We, went to went to FitCon, saw that keto bread thing. Was it good or bad? No, it's terrible. Like I'm not like going to say the, the name. On it or whatever. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to say the name, but it. I remember my wife bought some because she was trying to whatever, and I was like, "Bro, this tastes like booty. Mm -hmm. This is not good." Yeah. No, this is all. good. We have cookies. We have English muffins, sourdough yeah. breads, all that stuff. And and the best is because it's Brazilian owned. I'm a minority owner, yeah. but um, they've got those little cheese bites, those little cheese oh, bread bites. You know, an aubergine bakery yes, or whatever yes, yes, they yes, got yes. the cheese inside. <laughs> they do those, and actually we sell the aubergine. We don't okay. do those, but we we sell um, yeah. their sourdough bread and stuff. But wow, dude, kind of fun stuff. But so how do they? Do they you ever just got to tell somebody like, dude, hats are like, there's a million of them. You got to think of something better. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think because of my honesty, it, it allows people to recognize that I'm not in it just to like take the money. I'm in it because I truly care about the end game because I know right. eventually it's going to come out. So if I make that for you, yeah. eventually you're going to see that it didn't sell and then you're going to be mad. I didn't say something in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I learned that. Right. That, that's, you know, you learn it along the way because yeah. I didn't know that in the beginning, but I can identify them pretty well now. Yeah. Now you're like, mm, I don't know about that. Right. Right. <laughs> It's too saturated. Or, or, or if you like, or if you're gonna do hats, kind of like, well, because what I was doing was like my main thing is sunglasses. Like mm -hmm. that's all I want to do. But mm -hmm. you gotta, if you, if I gotta add a hat, then we'll make it a big hat. Yeah, big guy hat. Exactly. But, but that's the variable I think will work. If mm -hmm. it's a big hat or big glasses, it's a whole different product because oh, you're, you're targeting true. an entirely different target audience. Right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm the, saying the people I the, talk to, it's oh, just yeah. a standard hat. <laughs> it's standard like glasses. I just want this hat. Yeah. You're yeah. Like okay. And right. they want to put their branding on it, and they think because they have a different logo, it's going to sell. It's like, dude, yeah. no one even knows you. Why would they go right, buy right. that? Why would they buy it? Yeah. Anyone could do this. Yeah. Anyone could Unless buy a you, hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. your your idea is spot on. You've done your research. Big heads are something that people have a hard time finding that product for. That is a huge variable. Yeah. Well, we know our Pol Polynesian brethren. Yes. Ancestors. Yes. yes They're brethren. freaking <laughs> Them brethren. Yeah, our brethren, Them dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got so many friends in the Polynesian uh, community. In fact, yeah. Yeah, they're doing. They're. I mean, and there's a lot to be said. I actually told a guy one time I was working with him, and he was like, "I want to start like a online business," and I was, and he was Polynesian, and I was like, "There's only one business I think you should start," and I gave. I've given this big sunglasses idea to like eight people, and they won't do it, and they won't do it. Like I'm just. Well, it's probably because like, they don't have the connections. They don't know how to source it and manufacture fair. it. I, honestly, fair. there's a lot of problems when you're doing that. The English-Chinese yeah. barrier, finding the appropriate factory. Can you trust them if you send them money? Like, right. we've already nailed all that garbage down. Right. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> but, I, but I'm always, like, in my head, I'm like, dude, um, I never gatekeep. So when I posted on LinkedIn, when, when yeah, this kind yeah, of ideas are, yeah. I was like, I was like, uh, I'm just going to tell. Uh, if I don't do it, somebody better because I'll still I jumped it, on I that so quick. It was within minutes. I was like, hey, dude, let's talk. I would love to help you out. <laughs> dude, that is a cause, cool idea. Because it was like, whoa, bro. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to have to do it. But uh, it's, it's so fun to see someone. And you know what's even cooler? I, I mean, I had this experience with you. was like. I want. I got this idea. I just don't know if I. I don't know, dude. I don't know. You're like, oh, bro, we got it. And I'm like, oh, dude, maybe we do have it, dude. Maybe mm -hmm. we do. Well, for any listeners on here that that have big heads, you should just give out free product to them to leave reviews because that's crucial too. I mean, I don't reviews. know. Reviews. Reviews are so about, hard yes. to get. Oh my. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about maybe the, the logistics of doing an e-commerce business. Like, what are some what are some myths that we that you need to just leave at the front door, uh, and what are some things that like 
are underrated, like like reviews. Like I, I would have been like, oh, okay, reviews are like, eh, I, I understand why, but I, I would not have focused on that at first. No, that's the and that's crazy because there's two things that are so crucial: your cost of goods and reviews. If your cost of goods is too high, you will not ever be profitable. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But before any of that happens, you got to have trust. And if you don't have trust online, no one's going to buy your product. So <laughs> the reviews come in, right? Yeah. But Amazon makes it tough. They make it really hard. They used to make it easy, but now it's... I think there were so many bots, right? There was that big lawsuit against Amazon. Like a lot of the reviews weren't even real. Yeah. Right? SEC came out, I think, in December, just barely. And if you had fake reviews or anything like that, they were shutting you down. And now, whoa, dude! Now to get a review, there's like one way to do it. I mean, there's there's black hat and gray hat ways to do things. We don't mess with that stuff, yeah. but because AI, I mean, it's you just don't mess with it in general. Yeah. It's your integrity, but um, yeah, yeah. I would say the myth. I don't really know if there's a myth. I think yeah. I think the biggest myth is that anyone can just go create something and be profitable online. It's hard right now. Yeah, yeah. So the research is what helps you. You got to be data driven. You can't go with just your emotion. Yeah. Too so you got to really like dive in and be like, will this actually sell? Yeah. Spend a little How, time on it. It's not that easy. Like spend yeah. a little time researching. If you, okay. So if you don't have a product, like for me, for example, like I've done a lot of my research, but like, let's say me, I don't have a product right now. How would I go around and do some of the research uh, just to see if you, just to not get my feelings hurt. If I go to Camden, I'm like, I got this idea. And Camden goes, dude, that's butt cheeks. Bro. And I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do the research if you don't have a product yet? I like to do it for them because I have the right tools. Mm, and honestly, I will do it most of the time for free because mm. I think if I can produce good results, then I get a customer out of it. If I don't, I still think I can get a customer out of it because they're going to pivot and want a different product done, right? Yeah. And so most of the time we do an audit or we do it for free just to help the person out. But if you have a starting spot, like I've yeah. had plenty of clients that come to me, hey, I want to do nootropics, right? I want to yeah. do lion's mane. Is that going to work? Shoot, boom, a whole new realm I didn't even think about. I stick my team on it. They work on it for three, four days. I get a whole document back, and I send it off to the person and say, does this look good? They say, well, I don't know. Does it look good to you? And I go, yeah, it does. Or no, it doesn't because of cost of goods. It's too high. Or yeah. your shipping cost is going to be tough to negotiate, right? That kind yeah. of stuff. Or competition. There's yeah, 25 like, sellers selling this on page one and two, yeah. and your cost of goods is $4, and you want to sell it for $9.99, you're never going to be profitable. Ever. Ever. So don't do that one. Yeah. Because they already have it, right? Yeah. I had a guy that sold socks. Same thing. He's like, I have a pack of three. They're the best quality socks in the entire world. They're they're sourced from the best cotton plants, whatever, right? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's great. You have good quality. The problem is you're going up against Fruit of the Loom. They spend a million dollars a month in ads. You'll never, ever, ever beat their 12-pack for $6. Ever. Yeah. You'll probably sell one or two. I'm not. I'm not going to say you're not going to sell any, but right, you're right, never right. going to be. Yeah, profitable. Yeah, let's talk about. Let's talk about a brand, dude. Because like a brand right. makes a big difference. Yeah. But how much of, of a difference is like a solid? Um, because like, okay, I mean, when you're talking about socks, like I know actually a couple of guys who have sock companies that are actually really like Stance, for example. Well, yeah, that's the one of the ones that he would be competing with. So yeah, Stance yeah. for the loom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're like, dude, okay, yeah. yeah. But they also took but outside funding, and they were able to cut their cost was, of goods. Yeah, and they God got, damn, dude. And they were the first ones to hit the market with cool designs. Now everyone's copying them, right? Right, so right, There's right. variables there. But yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. But was, no, but a, I mean, a brand is, I mean, if you, if you can make a good brand, but it's also like the uniqueness. It's kind of like balancing novelty and familiarity. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. While still being a, an affordable price yeah. that people will pay. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Amazon is like the the king place of, if you're under $40 on Amazon, it's an impulse buy or considered an impulse buy. For whatever reason, anything over about 40 bucks, people will not 
like buy it right away and your conversion rates drop. I don't know oh, why. Dude, that's crazy. And so what we try to do is we try to focus a lot of our products that we sell in that 15 to $35 range because most of the time people are going to, it's so funny. You'll buy three products at $25 each, but yeah. you will question a $75 item. One, one of them. Is that not right? Yeah, that's true. How For stupid sure. is that? Yeah, but it you'll, took but me forever put, to buy these sunglasses that don't fit me. But you'll put three in your cart that are $22 each. Yeah, dude, that's how Walmart gets you, bro. That's like, exactly that's how, how it Walmart is. gets you, bro. So you you're like, oh, put... it's like seven bucks. Throw it in there. Yeah. Oh, it's like, and then you got like twenty items later, and you're like, hundred dollars store. Yeah, bucks. Uh -huh. Like, how the fuck that is? <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. So, so we try to keep all of our products under there, and this is all part of our research, right? We try right. to play in that realm. We try to make sure we can get reviews. We try to make sure it's not too competitive. So these are all the psychological yeah, things that we dude, play with. That's crazy. When you're using colors too, we can't even go into detail on there. Blues are really calming colors that you can use on your display pictures. But now we're getting into more of that. Like psychol, you know, psychological Which is, side. And, and by the way, psychology is so important. Like it's very, it's it's so important. But my my whole thing with philosophy is like I wouldn't give like one of my favorite psychology books on sales. Uh, you know, Robert Caldini, Influence, right? Everybody loves that book, The Power of Influence. I would not give that to a first time sales guy mm. ever because it's too deep. It's too yeah. You're mm. you're not ready. Like you're it, gonna you're gonna hit ten you're gonna hit ten k one month and zero the next month and then quit and that. And that influence book did shit for you. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing for me. Like my favorite yeah. book is Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And then the second, have you read that one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Amazing course. book. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is Cashflow Quadrants. But okay. if you don't have foundational knowledge of business in general, most of the things that he talks about go right over your head. Well, and that's why I have such a problem with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've read it and it's a good book. It's not my favorite. Only See, because wow. only because that struck me, and <laughs> not you, but the book. I was yeah. like, dude, this is putting my thoughts and heart into words. Right, like, I can act like yeah. this is what I feel, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so here's the thing, and this is the I, I talked about this on another podcast. I I have no problem with the book. It's just my accounting side. It's it's accounting. Oh, you're an it's accountant. The, I forgot it's the old, about that. It's the old battle old between accounting in, and finance. I forgot about that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. And so like when when someone says, I think the most. I think uh, I just it makes me cringe. It's just a cringe statement when somebody says, "Don't buy assets, buy liability," or like, "Don't buy liabilities, buy assets." And I'm like, "Like, don't buy a house, only buy something cash flowing." Yeah, or, or like, or like your house is your like someone. I, is I your house a liability? Is your house a liability? It, yeah. Shut the fuck up. How about if I took your house away? Is it a liability now? <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. It's a no. <laughs> like somebody goes, "Your car is a liability." Really? So if I took your car away right now, would you make more or less money? You'd make less money. That's true. I'd... Okay, so it's an asset. <laughs> ah, that's a, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so then, like... so then on those same lines. So let me challenge that then with employees. Okay. Do you think employees are assets or liabilities? So listen, I come from an accounting standpoint. Right. Salaries so payable. So you think that they're assets? Yeah. There's so there's two lines on a balance sheet. There's goodwill, which employees are responsible for, uh -huh. and then there's salaries payable, which is not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to have employees, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not ever, I don't think liabilities or assets are bad. Like, I don't think. No, no, no. I know. I'm just you intrigued know on I, your, your side of it. Cause yeah, yeah. I think employees are assets because yeah. they contribute to the, goodwill. Yep. Yep. And they contribute to the bottom line. To and they contribute yeah. to, yeah, they contribute to everything that makes the business run. But so like. But there are downsides too. So. But your yeah. house is like, your house is, your house is, the physical house is an asset. The, the note that you're paying is a liability, right? Hmm. So you break it down even more. It's not just a one yeah. big umbrella approach. You're looking at it line by yeah, line. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, so like when you look at, because what's equity? It's what the house is worth versus what you owe on it, mm -hmm. right? So a car, if you didn't, so one of my favorite things when I worked in car sales was when somebody wanted to trade in their car. 
and I would say it's 10 grand. And they were like, but I owe 13. And I go, and, and I'd go, dang, I go, yeah, I go, <laughs> yeah. oh, that, but Shoot. I would, I would pitch it like this. I would go, so you're, t- so I would go, the, the, what you own the car has nothing to do with what it's worth, right? If you owed zero, you wouldn't want zero for it. Oh, so the, you would, so they would approach you and think that you needed to pay what yeah, they owe. Yeah, like pay it it's off. Like it's not it's my like, problem. No, you put a ninety-six <laughs> month loan on here, <laughs> right? Like, but I also said, but I also said it has nothing to do because if it was zero, you wouldn't want zero. True. You'd want what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Like your car is. But an sometimes ad, even yeah. that goes right over some people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I go, yeah. okay, yeah, all right. But like, yeah, I go. So my only problem. Because if that was always the sorry, I, I yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah. Go on. ahead. Go ahead. But if that was always the case, then. Everyone would finance their car at 150 months, and then they'd come back and be like, "Yeah, well, I want market I just value." Want it back. It's like, yeah, yeah but well, you can't get actually... market value because you haven't paid <laughs> the interest. Yeah, you haven't you, paid anything you up. up for. Yeah. And I go, actually, most people are upside down on their cars, not because of the car itself. You know why a car depreciates so much? A new car depreciates so much off the lot? No idea. Because 99% of people, uh, it's it's a it's a people thing, and then it's a manufacturer thing. So 99% of people finance the taxes and interest. Ah. They don't right? pay cash for so they, it. They don't make, they don't, yeah. So like that has nothing to do with the car. Oh, interesting. Right? So that tax on. Yeah. So like if you're two grand upside down, well, actually funny enough, that two grand that you're upside down was the taxes that you rolled into the loan. Oh. There's nothing I can do about that, bro. Right. I'm guilty of that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like, but like, I haven't cared. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Because there's also something called an unrealized loss. Which is like, yeah, I, I lose money. It. You go, well, you go I lo- I'm losing money on this car. No, you're only losing money if you sell it. Uh, you okay. only lost the money if you if you keep it for ten years you didn't lose shit. Yeah, you're fine. You just paid <laughs> the bank a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you might have made a dumb move, but you didn't. Uh, and then there's the other part, which is like Dodge, mm-hmm. right? So Dodge will say a truck, you know, the Ram is, uh, there's a new Ram is twenty four grand, and the next month they're going to come out with the twenty twenty four, and that twenty twenty three Ram is going to get ten k off, and that just killed you. Yep. So a manufacturer can force depreciation. Uh, when they with big incentives like that too. That's why Honda and Toyota. When was the last time you saw a Toyota ten grand off? Never, never. and you never will. And that's why Toyota sold their value so well. Interesting. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it killed. <laughs> it killed me in December because I have a Tesla. It killed me when Elon uh, yeah. launched that deal when he was like, "Anyone that wants to buy a Y or a three right now, we're gonna take seventy five hundred dollars off and give you tax credits, all this stuff." Right. Right. My my. Value dropped ten thousand dollars overnight. Yeah, overnight. Yeah, because he did. I had that. no idea he was going to do that. Right. Yeah, and and here's what you know even scarier. So like one thing that Honda doesn't do, like you've never seen a Honda at a rental car company. That's true. They're always because, Nissan's or because, Kias or, or Toyotas yeah, or Toyotas. Yeah. Be, because they don't. Because here's why. Because if Enterprise buys two hundred Corollas in 2019. They're going to use them for three years. And then in 2013, they know they can sell them for really good values. Yeah. yeah. In 2022, uh, they're going to dump 200 pre owned Corollas on the market for nothing. Yeah. And they're still going to make pretty good value. And they're going to make, they're going to, yeah. Enterprise is going to make money. But if you go sell your used Toyota now, now Enterprise just dictated the whole market for used to- Corollas. Because they just saturated because they with just, their own pricing. Because, or whatever they yep. Do. Because <laughs> they don't smart. give up. Oh, that's Because they don't give up what that's they sell. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> they need to make a thousand bucks. So if they, if they owe eight and they sell it for nine, that, they only need a thousand. They're a corporation. They don't give. They don't give a shit. You can't sell it for thirteen now, though, because yeah. I would just buy it. Power of monopolies, dude, and the power of just like yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people don't understand, and that's why I get so frustrated with just real estate bros. Not there's money in real estate. Just the bros in real estate, mm-hmm. right? Like is like oh, we can do all this stuff, and I'm like, actually, depreciation 
is one of the most is one of the most tax beneficial things you can do in your business. Which I need to learn more. I don't know, like yeah. the sheltering and the depreciation, and all that stuff. I need to learn that way way better. Yeah, a depreciation or hire is someone a, that knows it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> depreciation is a non monetary deduction. So, like typically in LLC, you have to spend money to get a deduction. Sure. Yep. Right. But it, if you use depreciation, it's like you spent. It. You know, you buy a ninety thousand dollar car, right? Sure. Depreciation on his ten thousand. Yeah, you can do it straight line for five years, and then in that second year, you didn't spend any money, and you still got the write off. Uh, okay. Right. So you have to spend money, but you can forward depreciation. You can actually, in some cases, take all the depreciation in year one, which is why somebody would tell you to buy like a car in December. I was I was literally told that. So I bought yeah. a plaid in December, like the day after Christmas. Yeah. Because of yeah depreciation. Because your know. account, my accountant just told me to do it. And I was yeah. Because like, okay, he wants he's section one seventy nine did. Okay. It probably weighed over. It probably weighed over so much. It does. It's over eight thousand pounds or something or whatever. Yeah, boom. That is. That's yeah. all you need. Okay. So he he, he literally said, told me he was like these are all the cards you need to go buy. I was like okay cool. So I sold my other one and bought that. <laughs> and he was like great. And he took a one section a section one seventy nine deduction and no idea taxes and, were great this year though. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah yeah. But but he but and so what they might do sometimes then is they might say go buy that plaid and i don't know exactly what your accountant did but he probably did one of two things he either wants it section 179 and took all the money or he uh did a makers where he it was maybe it was 120 grand and maybe he took 110 year one and then in year two he's gonna take that's that what five he, that's and, what he did yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. did that because he told me yeah yeah he's not gonna take it all yeah so he did a makers but then in year two that's a non-monetary so you didn't have to spend any money to get a deduction which is but then i'm gonna sell that car anyway and go get another one yeah cool yeah, and then you can keep Smart. doing it. Okay, now I get what he's doing. I, this is why, as an entrepreneur, you stay in your lane. You just stay. <laughs> seriously, I know what I'm good at, and if I'm not yeah, good at yeah, it, yeah. I hire it out. So. But like, yeah. So back to well, just I, I don't ever knock that book. I, I mean, I don't like it. You knocked but, it pretty hard there. But <laughs> if, it, if it changes somebody's <laughs> mind and helps them become an entrepreneur, then fine. I just don't like the whole idea of like to get your first real estate company. You just need to go get ten credit cards and cash them all out, and then you know, he didn't like, say that in that book. Not that one, but some people. Some oh yeah, people no, I was like, no, no, no. What re- yeah. I've read the book. Yeah. I just like I go, oh god damn it. No, 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 I hate that too. No. <laughs> credit card stacking, yeah, no, and no, no, like, no, no, no. dude, just like because then that's real estate the right way. Yeah, because if you're not good at managing money, that's a that is a well, that's the dangerous area, and most people aren't good at managing <laughs> that's money. That's what I'm so, saying. No. I go, dude. I'm like, why? You know what? If you want to learn about finance, you know. And and here's the other thing though to to Robert Kiyosaki and that book's credit, there's a different because I'm not in the Dave Ramsey camp either. There is a difference between personal finance and business finance. Way there's different. A big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that anybody should go into crazy amounts of personal debt, but it, a business is different. You can le- when they talk you can about leverage. Stuff. Yeah, you yep, can yep. leverage debt mm-hmm. in business, and this is where I got a little and not mad at Robert because he did a great job writing the book. Mad at the people who re- were like, oh. Well, I'll just go get a credit card on my personal name and go do blow a bunch of stuff, and then and then get pissed at people with like my bu- it was for my business. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It was in your personal name, you dumbass. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Amex is coming after all you for you. all of it, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not your business. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you see the Tinder swindler? No. Did you see that Netflix documentary? No. It gave me anxiety. But this guy sw- like uh, manipulated a bunch of girls into getting like hundreds of thousands of credit card debt and then giving it to him or whatever. It's a long story. It's a long story. Great show though. But anyway, so these girls were literally scammed into like hundreds of thousands of dollars with Amex, right? Like legitimately their, their name was on it. Yeah. And then the guy was proven guilty. 
And he was using their credit. He was using their he was using their card and stuff. They would go get this and give it to him. And he was found guilty of of all of it, right? Fraud. Yeah. And Amex still was like the girls were. The Amex still went after the girls and said, "You still have to pay me. We don't care. <laughs> Give us the money." Holy dude! So credit card companies are just vicious, bro. And so I never. I'm always like, dude, if you're gonna do that, you need to do. You need to get business debt, not personal debt. Yeah. You need to be not guaranteed. Then you're not liable. Yeah. You're not the guarantor. And right. All that stuff, and I go, right? but but they don't read that part. They they skip the last chapter of do, Robert's book. And I and that's one thing on that same <laughs> you know? line. I mean, this is the thinking podcast, yeah. right? But. Um, one thing that most entrepreneurs don't think about is their credit card stuff. I literally had lunch with a, a, the nicest girl yesterday, two days ago. She's got her own business. And I'm just asking her standard questions just because I'm interested. And I right. like to I like to keep like a pie chart in my head of like who I talk to and like what yeah. the statistics are of who's actually thought through certain things and who hasn't. I'm like, so how do you pay for stuff? She's like, oh, I just pay with my debit card. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I just pay my debit card or I just pay cash or Venmo or something. I'm like, holy hell. And for those of you that are listening that aren't picking up what I'm saying, yeah. it is easy free money to just sign up a freaking credit card yeah, 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 with yeah. cash back or that gave you points for travel yeah. or whatever. Just use that. Stop using cash or debit. You are <laughs> well, wasting so much opportunity. Not only that, but uh, I like credit cards because of the liability. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on not, you it's immediately. Not your money, yeah. And it doesn't pull immediately. So you have the right. choice not to. I don't. Do you this. can take I don't, time. You, to, you can take the time if you want to pay it back. I don't. As soon as it posts, I pay it off like a debit. But right, if you That's need you to for do. some reason, if you need to cash flow something else or there's right. something else and you don't want to pay that three thousand dollar bill, yeah. just hold off. Or just fraud. Like if somebody steals your debit card, that's your cash. That's and gone. it's gone right out of your and account. It's, and it's and it at takes, least it's a barrier. And, yeah, and the you, most of the time you get it back, but it takes days. So if somebody takes ten G's out of your savings. You're it's out gone. for a week, at least, if if the credit union if decides it to give back. it back, uh-huh. right? Um, at least on it's a credit a card, to, yeah, to on a credit pull. card, mm-hmm. it, it's not right out of my account. I can dispute it. I can take some time. It wasn't my money. Yep. And so, like, that's why and I I've like had it. that happen. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it happens. It just it just does. It Especially just when you grow and you have more employees, you you have your employees using your card. You have stuff going right. on. It will happen. It will leak on a website. And I've had to change my card once, but yeah, it's fine. It was only for a couple hundred bucks. But but and but and. Then you just call up the credit card company. It was yep. fraud. Yep. They they go okay, cool. We'll take care of it, sir. And the the worst and part is never you have to out. go back through and you have to resubmit your card on every single auto pay. Yeah, you're whatever like, God you got. Damn it. Which there you go, <laughs> listeners. Come out with a software that does that automatically. That'd be great. <laughs> that you could just dude for real. You know what I mean? Bro, so like yeah, for, for the people that have to do a new credit card, yeah. it just automatically goes and puts it on all the other. Yeah, sites. It, it's tied to an account, not a number. Dude, yeah. there you go. I'll help you. Ideas, baby. If anyone wants, yeah, hit me up. I'll help you on the marketing. <laughs> that's right, dude. Uh, but no, that's cool. And I just, I, I'm, because I'm an accountant. And it's the, it's the classic battle between finance and accounting, and it's just definitions. And so that's why I always get a little frustrated, with, like when, because I argued with a kid. I always, and I, I only argue with people who I know they don't know what they're saying. Like, it's like, is your house a, is your car, your car is a liability unless you rent it on Turo? Fuck you. No, it's not, dude. What's the definition of a liability? <laughs> Outflowing of assets. <laughs> you went to school for this. You went to school for all of it. So you're very I'm like, passionate. God, I'm like, God yeah. damn you guys. Well, because it's it's uh I, I believe in like I believe the best I believe like Joe Rogan or some of these guys who are like the best combat for like misinformation is correct information. So that's all I try like I don't I don't get mad. I don't think anybody should be banned, but no. I'm like I'm gonna roast you no, online yeah. if you say something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Don't be don't be yeah, don't I'm be like, sensitive about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was they, everybody tries to argue, but I'm like, God damn. Are you in real estate? I was. The uh, current president got put in office, and then I decided to sell. Because <laughs> I, 
because I just saw maybe the economy would change, and yeah. it did. It did. So uh, as it rates changed, were through I, the roof. Yep, but when I sold, it wasn't. So I did good. We made out. Made out positive, yeah. like well, very good. So yeah. I want to get back into it again. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not very good at, like I said, the depreciation and the real estate world and all that, but I know it's a yeah. standard that everyone should do. I had a duplex, sold it. I want to get back into it again. Mm-hmm. And I want to start learning how to leverage your equity and like throwing that into the next property, next property. I know I know that's what yeah. people do. I just yeah. I haven't had time. You know, I've got other... Yeah, do, well, I'm so invested in products right now and opportunities and businesses that and are be, all hockey yeah. sticking. You know, they're about to start being very, very profitable. They're just profitable right yeah. now. So I just haven't had time. Well, and that's the other thing that I, the real estate bros, I get frustrated with. I'm like, businesses like e-commerce, they, the returns on real estate and the returns on e-commerce, the Great. returns on e-commerce are a little bit better. Yeah, they The are. returns on businesses are better than real estate. And I'll tell you this, I, I'm glad you brought that up. The, yeah. the reason why I shifted, I took the proceeds that I made from that house and I put it into this venture, right? Very early on. I yeah. bootstrapped the whole thing. I'm the yeah. sole owner of the whole thing. But the reason I jumped into e-commerce was mainly this. If you have a rental property, you get equity, right? Yeah. Let's just say it's a good market. You have equity. You have rent coming in from your renter, yeah. right? That's it. E-commerce, yeah. you have your business that can build equity and value, let's yeah. say value, if, yeah. it, if it's profitable. Yeah, right? it can build. So yeah. there's your equity if, if we're comparing both. Yeah. Number two, you can have your monthly income coming in from selling those products. But the third variable that's cool about e-commerce yeah. is you can add new product lines that make you more money. Right. You can't add more tenants to your house after they've signed an agreement and they're yeah. already in the three-bedroom, two-bath. Right? right. They're set at 1500 a month and they're paying that for a year. Yeah, or even the, even the short-term rentals. That are that are making a little bit, but you but those can't. Are, yeah, yeah, God. those are hard though because you you'll max out at some point. Like yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Unless you two, buy more houses, or which you buy is more like, houses. But that's like, like but then it goes back to the other side. Yeah. You just buy more businesses, and you could scale that even bigger. Now someone would say, yeah, but what about the competition? There's still competition on the rental market. There's competition on other homes. There's competition if you're renting in Park City, Utah, as opposed to San Diego, California. Yeah, I I so. I'm I'm of the camp that like I'm a business guy. I actually like doing what they do with real. You can do what they do in real estate with businesses too. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. You can buy a, a business that's struggling, plug in a few marketing things I'm doing that and then now. sell it right. I'm literally doing that right now. Yeah, yeah it's that's, the same thing. It's the yeah. earn company. And, and by the way, I don't have to do all that stupid flip shit. Yes. That's fix and flip. No, that, you don't dude. have to go in there. You don't have to yeah, worry about I, permits and all that stuff. No, you just go in and you yeah. say, hey, I'm going to buy you. I'm going to buy you for 250000 And what we're going to do is we're going to dump a little bit. Because I've already done my research on this. I've already done my, aud- my yeah, audit. And okay, their PPC is terrible. Paid pay-per-click. Yeah. Their you know, optimization on their listings is kind of garbage. Their website's and, trash. And they don't even have a, a color black, right? Black, I know, is foundational like in the earn community. Why yeah. wouldn't you have black? Black and white. It's so clean and a lot of people want that. Their biggest seller is blue. I'm like, they haven't even launched black yet. And I know my research says black would be the best. Yeah. They haven't sold yeah. little so mini you're like, ones. So you're like, so I'm, I'm going like, to buy it. Yeah, I'm going to buy it for this. Make you happy. Make you happy. I'll pay you, you off. You can put Seller exit financing. on your thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for on LinkedIn. You can put, yeah, yeah, you can put Exeter on LinkedIn. But on... Um, yeah, but on the other side, like I can do seller yeah. financing too, which I could pay them a chunk up front. Yeah, and slowly you can pay do back creative financing on, on businesses too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. And I, I just found this new website too called Buy Biz Sell. Buy Biz Sell Bice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I yeah. didn't hear and know oh, about really? that. Oh, really? I know. Are you kidding? Dude, yeah, that's You're an old school like, website. Are you kidding me? You I introduced did. me to Flippa. And I was like, Flippa? What Flippa the fuck? Flippa and Empire Flipper. And yeah. Empire. I was like, what the fuck? I Those just go to Biz cool. by Seller like Acquire. <laughs> had no I- Acquire. So there's another one. Oh, that's a good. That's for SaaS. I am so deep in this community, I have never even heard of it. Uh, acquire is like a SaaS one. So but you it's can, the same thing. You can buy, you can tech, buy a SaaS company. Tech companies. Yeah, tech company. Huh. 
And sometimes, dude, there's these little um, guys over, you know, overseas in India. Yeah, they're cool. They just build a foundation and, they, and flip build it, or it. Sell it. They'll yeah. build it, sell it for ten, and then let you do it. They're like, it needs a sales process. I like that. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm talking to, to two people right now from Buy Biz Sell that have they've done all the foundational hard work, which I can do, but I want I would rather pay money to save time rather save you know time yeah. and the money you know on, yeah. the, on the on the opposite side, but. Anyway, dude, yeah, cool it's stuff. it's crazy, bro. And and there's just you can do everything that you can do in real estate in a business. You can flip, fix and flip a business and make more. The best part about it is the capital gains and 1031 exchange on the real estate side. You don't have to worry about that with the business. Obviously, you've got your money that you made in profits, but yeah. you can turn that right back around. Listen, listen, the whole t- oh my god. And there's so many di- things that you can write off. Like you can write off. You can depreciate. You can depreciate a business, I, but that's what I don't know yeah. if that overlaps like on real estate. Does it? Is mm-hmm. it the same thing? Okay. Yeah, you can. See, I didn't know you that. can write off. You can write, I mean, the same things that you can write off on real estate, you can write off on a business. And look, yeah, there's some there, you don't have to pay taxes, but here's the thing this is where they get, they go like this they go, I owed a hundred grand on that house, I sold it for a million, that 900,000 I didn't pay any taxes on, and I got it. No, you didn't. You put it right into the next house. None of that hits your bank account because the second that it hits your bank account, the IRS knows and they want their money. Mm-hmm. You didn't get anything from if you took that. And put it in your bank account. If you put five hundred thousand into the house and four hundred thousand in your pocket, they're going to tax that four hundred thousand. Yeah, it, there's unless you lived in it for two of the last five years, but yeah, and you were married, finally jointly, yeah. and a little, little, little <laughs> yeah. There's ways to avoid. Yeah, sure. I mean, but like you're going to pay taxes. Like people are like, I don't pay taxes on my real estate. That just means you're probably you're low on cash. Yeah, <laughs> and you're rich, but that income, that rental income, is taxed. Or there's other ways Period. around it. We won't talk about it here, but you can you can set it up in a trust. And you can, you can do like, do yeah. There's things, a lot of things, but, but like, we but won't I say hate, that. But there's a lot of things that you can do like that. But that's what people don't say. They just like, oh, I sold it and didn't pay any taxes on it. Tax man didn't come and get me. You also don't have nine hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Yeah. So don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah it's, be it's all yeah. it's all paper money. Yeah. Like it's all paper money. And I'm cool with it. Like go get your paper, dog. Right. Like you bought a you bought a cool. 10 units and that and that's going to give you 30 grand a month uh you're paying taxes on 30k right or, or whatever's net after that i'm like that's why i get so frustrated because they don't tell the whole story no they don't Camden. well it's like school. that's why i get pissed school doesn't school <laughs> yes. doesn't tell the whole story yeah i do too which i have a degree but i don't believe in it i think <laughs> I seriously have i have two and i'm pissed <laughs> yeah same with my wife she has two <laughs> I have Such two a and I'm waste. mad, dude. I know. And the money you have to spend to, yeah. to go there to get a degree that no one even cares about anymore. It's all I, about just your skills. I just got I got my MBA because it was a childhood dream of mine. But it was fine. I actually paid it off. I don't, you know. So <laughs> I, just, I just wanted it. It's like I want. I always wanted it. And then as soon as I, I get accepted, there's an article come out in the Wall Street Journal. Are MBAs even worth it anymore? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm already they in, knew. dude. I'm already in, dude. <laughs> they knew you were graduating. Yeah, they knew, dude. I was like, damn you. Let's piss off Dalton. Uh, yeah, 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 dude. But um, what's fu- yeah, I, I think I had a funny joke about that because somebody was like, they don't teach you any taxes in school. I was like, bro, I remember when I was in high school, I would have skipped tax class. Yeah, no one's interested in that. <laughs> yeah, nah. Well, that's the problem is is the stuff you need when you grow up, your brain isn't in the mindset to learn it or give a shit about it. Like Dude, it doesn't care. I read my All you care about yeah. is your ego and girls yeah. and like or whatever, right? Like sports. Dude, I when I cars. when I was taking all of my exams for, you know, my accounting degree and my MBA, I have an MBA in finance. Those books suck, dude. They suck so bad and they're old it's old material too well yeah finance will never change like the the like the principles of accounting sure don't ever change so like yeah you're it's a 10 year old book they're talking about freaking they're talking about 
uh, EBITDA. You know, yeah. when when <laughs> Dell, Dell is a brand new company. You're like, okay, all right. But the principles are the same, right? You're like, yeah, okay. But yeah, dude, they're crazy, man. The books are so boring, and it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, when you get into finance, yeah, you get like EBITDA. There's so many lines that you're just like, oh, that's one thing Jesus. I want to get into is like the actual investing world eventually and yeah, like, like understand that because I hear that thrown yeah. around all the time, like the cap table and EBITDA and like, I'm like, I get yeah. it. I understand. You know what the acronym but stands I, for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't understand why it's so important to some of these people where to oh, yeah. me, I look at it and I'm like, yes, that's important. But I also, I care heavily about the culture and the structure and the operations and the processes. Like, yeah. If they don't have that, who well, cares what their numbers are? They're not going to function very well if the culture is right. terrible. You know, right. oh, what's your turn? Your, you know, your churn rate. Oh, wow, that's not very good. Who cares what your profitability is? Yeah. Well, the reason EBITDA is so important is because it's what. This is a real quick answer to your question. Please, it's, it's non-monetary. So earnings before interest. So like interest has nothing to do with the business. Taxes has nothing to do. Like those are things that aren't you in like. The business is control. Like those are paid after everything else. Earnings before interest, taxes, amortization, depreciation. So, so, so I guess I was mixing those thinking, you know, you're not going to make money to pay taxes if your processes suck and your culture is terrible. Yeah. That's, so, but yeah, you, so it's you get what you're, I'm you're worried. Yeah. I'm more worried about that other. Well, and that's what EBITDA is. It's top line stuff. So if the process isn't right, it's going to affect gonna earnings that before all oh, that stuff. Oh, okay. Then I'm, on, I'm right on track then. I was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, because you can say earnings before EBITDA is 100K. Net is 50, right? But if you, but that bottom piece, that amortization, all that stuff is very dependent on that top line, that, the that we earnings before. Oh, right? yeah, 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 the yeah. earnings before. The process, yeah, yeah, the, process the, the yeah. cost of okay. goods. The, so then I've understood yeah. it. I just didn't I didn't do good in that class. <laughs> but I usually, <laughs> I like I said, I stay yeah. in my lane. If I don't know yeah. something, I try to lean on other people or pay them to yeah. do it. Because so they I, go, an e-com business is, is of the multiple of an e-com business would be like, what, 2 to 4x yeah. EBITDA. Yeah. Right, because you can because amortization is a, is non money, depreciation is non money, interest and taxes, you pay those no matter what, and it depends on your earnings before all of that. Cool, yeah. wow, that thinking podcast. Let's go. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean that's what I went. Uh, so you go like you look at it, and uh, software companies are, are big X right now. You're in a, they're like fifteen, three to six, eight, yeah, well, they were 10. fifteen to eighteen, yeah, but now dude, that's coming down. And you're like, God, well, dude, you can be. But I think it's because there was scalability. That was the biggest reason it was so high is because you could have six employees, right, and have right, a right, fifty million dollar company, right. And that's yeah, why and you would like, pay that. Jesus. Yeah. Because all um, you got to do is add one more developer <laughs> and it blows your market up double, right? Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so anyway, no, EBITDA's, EBITDA's fine or like, um, yeah, all those guys are just wild. So, so yeah, I mean. Do you, have, and, do you have pointers for someone that's wanting to learn more investment strategy or, or understand how to learn how to invest properly like as like a beginner invest, invest in like what businesses or? yeah like okay other like, like i want stocks are different no 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 i okay, don't believe okay, in the okay. stock market at all yeah I, but like yeah. actual like product companies or tech like companies you look or, at a company i look like, at something and i'm like yeah let me look at this let me evaluate it do you have a place to turn to learn the top 10 things that i need to know if i'm looking into it you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah EBITDA is huge you need to right, also you need know to look at, who's yeah. the ceo and what's his background what's you yeah know? yeah because to me yeah. i immediately go into the actual structure and the body of the the company if i'm right. going to invest which i've invested in companies yeah. and that's what i've looked at i, I of course i see I go, net profits go, and things like that but yeah so i talked to the ceo of or the coo of blip one time oh that's big yeah cool. and he was like he said he does companies three ways and i loved it he said 
people, like who are the people? And then he said, um, he said people, money, and then process. Or like product market process, all that stuff. Because the people That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really simple. It's yeah. not it's actually not crazy. So you go like, are the people good? Like, is this yeah. company are they saying are they doing and saying the things that are actually happening? Yeah. Because like I know people are always like, numbers don't lie. Fuck you. <laughs> they sure do. Do you know in a big company and like a public company, there's four sets of books? No, there's I there's financial know books, uh-huh. there's tax books, there's managerial books, and then there's shareholder books. So, uh, you know why Amazon, everybody was pissed at Amazon a while ago? Like, they didn't pay zero in taxes. They paid zero in taxes, Uh right? That's because their tax books showed that they were zero. Their financial books, though, showed that they made billions of dollars. But what they gave to the IRS and what they showed their shareholders were not the same thing. They're different. Interesting. Yeah, they're different. So they've got different books because where you put certain expenses on your financial books not be are the not the same, same as on your tax book. Or on your tax book yeah, or on your tax be. books. Yeah. Because I'm going to put it in my tax books where it's advantageous. Mm-hmm. The tax code was written so that I do, the tax code was written in a way that I I don't have to pay more than I should. If you know your stuff. If you know what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So your financial books, though, I could make a million dollars on my financial books, but I'm going to send the IRS that I lost 100k. And they're not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's a big generality. Like, no, no, it probably no, isn't that big. But, it's, yeah. but that's why everybody, Amazon paid zero in taxes. Well, that's because you let them. <laughs> like, yeah. they didn't, they made they're more smart. Money. And yeah, they're they smart made, and they yeah. knew how to allocate that and how they've to show got, it. They've got forward, depre- you can roll depreciation forward. You can, you can roll your tax burden. So they might not, they might have not paid zero. But next year or the year after that, they're they might take pay a lot or they might have prepaid. You can do that. You yeah. can be like, no, we paid too much. We had a ton this year, mm-hmm. so we're going to prepay just because we want to hold out. Just yeah, dude. Happens, so, so, so when they say, when people are like, numbers lie, or, or numbers don't lie, I go, yeah, well, they might not lie, but I can sure make it look like they, that's why Enron got away with what they did for so long. That's why we have Sarbanes-Oxley and all that stuff. Because, um, so I look at like, I would go to the people first and be like, am I going to buy this business? Like, are they, did they, were they actually good people running it? And then I would go look at their books, but I would look at, I would I would I would want bank statements. I'd want um, I would want their accounting books, but I would want like audited financials from a third party. From a third party yeah, audit, yeah. 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 Mm. And you can get that. That, that you have to go with the big four. Yeah, yeah. But that's standard, right? But yeah, but I would also look at it, and I would go like interview employees and be like, hey, so what the? F- uh, <laughs> what yeah, the do you like you here? Yeah, yeah, How's yeah. your boss? What's the structure look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Do you, yeah, I would go interview customers. Mm. And be like, what do you like about it? What do you don't like about you it? You don't think that's overstepping if you're investing in a company? It's not like. You don't look like. I mean, it depends on how much. Like, if I'm going to invest five hundred, like I, I got a buddy of mine who. who well, just yeah, talk, of course, there's a yeah, dollar yeah, amount that you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to buy a company, hell yeah, dude, and there, that's due diligence. And you better it. show it, yeah, yeah, or and else I'm not yeah, buying it. yeah, and because and, uh, if you don't, you're you can be held liable for not disclosing that in. Interesting. In due yeah, diligence I want to surround myself with more investors because I feel like I learn better when I see it and I'm with people that do it. Yeah, I I have only done it on a really small scale. Like I know, like if somebody Same. was like, "Hey, yeah. could you come look at this?" I I'd know my way around, okay, but I've never done it at a big scale. Yeah. So I'm not the guy, but, but but I but I also if I went and watched somebody, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, 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 I see what you're doing." Yeah. Because there's also, you want to know what's really funny, even worse, yeah. uh, finance is valuation. Like when you're going to value a company, like what dollar amount are we going to put on this thing? It's so, there's like five ways to do it. And it's so, f- we're just going to pick the one that gives us the best the one. The best one. Yeah. yeah. And you negotiate on which valuation you're going to use. Like, are you going to use discounted cash flow, like D- DCF? Yeah. You're going to use discounted cash flow? 
no, that says my business is only worth 100K. I'm going to use this other one. And I'm going to go, that makes my business look like 50K. So then what are you and I going to do? We're going to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> so that valuation wow, was bullshit. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's so, why you can have one that'll come in at 1.1 billion and another that comes in at 750 million. Yeah, because they're just, they're doing it. And and they might, they might be two, they might be the same company and just being like, all right, well, if we're going to, if we're going to discount yeah, this it, cash it flow. It is the same company. Yeah, I, if we're going to discount The company this, I'm thinking of right now, you know it and I'm not even going to say it. Right. But that's what happened, and everyone's speculating like the value and why it was so high, mm -hmm. and then it came back later, like four months later, and it was like seriously, yeah, a quarter cash, of a billion dollars less. Their cash flow, the the multiples, they could have been using a whole different valuation process. But that's why, I mean, when you look at a term sheet, when you're going to get investment and a term sheet, everything's negotiable. Huh. My valuation's not that. I think my valuation's sixty. It's like you said, it's a hundred. I say it's five hundred. How about we meet in the middle of two hundred? That'll make my post money. Valuation, two fifty. Oh, so it's all just negotiable with the investor. Everything is negotiable. Wow. Everything on that, f the a term sheet is not anything not except for a, a term sheet is a. This is a. This is where we're going to start. Huh, like a foundation to play with. Yeah, this is nothing. Everything on it is negotiable. A term sheet means nothing. Huh. <laughs> I learned so much when I come talk to you. It's insane, <laughs> and especially on the financial side because I'm not good on that side. Yeah, like I'm good with money, but I'm not. I don't know these terms, yeah. and I. But I want to. Well, everything I've done is has been at a low enough amount of money that I've invested that I feel fine if I lost it all, right? And that's yeah, and that's, and that's how I feel like you should approach you should, it that way. Yeah. But if it does take off, great. Like things are going to be good. But yeah. I want to get into the bigger ones, like the million to you know. 10 yeah, yeah, yeah. Million, and those like ones, kind of dude. Stuff. Yeah, they're, that, they're not treated the same way. Their due diligence, yeah, their due, their diligence, due diligence is, is way big. Different. And and you bet you bet your ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna interview customers. I'm gonna interview employees. I want I want to see like 12 months of bank statements. I'm gonna give them to my attorney. Hmm. Like we're gonna see we're gonna look at this. Um, I want to see your projected cash flows. Like you you know your contracts you have. Yeah, with I want to see that. So, right. Yeah, yeah I want to see like a lot of projections because yeah, your history is fine, but like you're, why are you selling it? Like, did you lose 12 clients to your biggest clients? And now I got up now I'm fucked if I buy, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, th I've never dealt in like, like million dollar ones, but I, I know the, I know the basics of it, but yeah, dude, it's wild. Cause investing, investing in businesses is, I would like, I would rather invest in a business than invest in a real estate deal. Right my, now. Personally. Absolutely. I would too. Like, like, for example, like Kizits would never offer me anything because I, I, you know, who am I? But like if Kiz if I had like a million dollar mansion in uh, Park City or Kizits, I would take Kizits. Even oh, if of it, course. Yeah. Well, but but why would. Yeah. We say it like that. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, it goes but like back some to, people would be like, what the fuck? No, <laughs> but it's because it goes back to what we were talking about. There's yeah. so much more opportunity to scale and grow on a, on a product brand yeah. than that house. That house is indicative of the market. If the market right. goes up, it goes up, what, 10, 20, 30 yeah. percent. And you don't but have much to do with sales, it. sales, yeah, you don't. Right. You no, know, you have nothing to do with it. <laughs> the people up in, in uh, Washington are the ones that dictate all that stuff. They're right, all, right. They're all dude, yeah, you have to deal with you have to deal with rates. You have to do all this. But, but Kizik's, dude, we one person, one company could get a hold of it. Nike could come in, which they are, and they yeah. could come and they could license the material. And your your rate or whatever your equity is in the company could you just, yeah, 10 your times or 100x. Yeah. Dude, yeah, and and like Goodwill is contrary so good. could go down, but well, well, I was just about to mention this, like in 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 but a you could write it off in a house thing, <laughs> in a in a housing market appreciation in a business it's called Goodwill, and Goodwill is really hard to lose, in mm -hmm. in in a business right, right? Um, because that's your branding, like unless you're Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bud Light, Bud who Light. lost twenty nine oh billion dollars of Goodwill. Uh, literally, that was what it was thirty Pro million. No B. Oh, billion. Billion. 
I haven't stock followed it. I just have seen the memes. I haven't. I'm not like yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, when yeah. I tell you I'm busy, I literally don't get on my phone. Right, I don't dude. see memes. I don't like it's a. I'm not. I, look, I'm not. I'm not. I don't do politics. All I know is this, bro. The one of the reasons people don't like the kind of the corporatism that's going on right now is is what we're about to see with Bud Light. Bud Light's about to be sued by their shareholders because. People don't understand when you're a public company, you have a fiduciary responsibility yeah. to make money. Yep. Like a legal. You are there to make money for the shareholders. Your yes. obligation, you're legally obligated. You have a fiduciary responsibility to make money and all their shareholders are going to come right for those guys and be like, look, politics aside, you lost $29 billion in your stock valuation. Because and of, we're coming after, and I don't all even remember. I don't even know. I don't. I don't want to get into it. But it's did just so, like, did someone they, post something? They, that, no, no, it was a, it was a whole LGBTQ thing. Oh, it was a okay, whole, okay. Yeah, it was that okay. whole thing. Yeah, okay. and and I don't. I, I have I'm no. Saying, I truly yeah, yeah, had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go into it, but I had no idea what it was. I just I, saw that it went. And the only viral. reason I don't want to get into it is not because I'm afraid of getting canceled or afraid to share my thoughts. I just don't care. Uh, all I want, all I find fascinating, is the accounting side and the finance side because I'm a geek like that. That's insane. And you're and one you're, comment, it's just crazy, and dude. all of that went down. And they just go crazy, and then they double down on it, and you're like, you. Oh, so like, it wasn't the, just once. No, dude, they times. did it a few times, and I was like, I was like, look, I don't care. Like, if you're the thing is, is like you have to know your market and your business. Yeah, like, I don't care if a company's LGBTQ. No, it doesn't it, matter. Who gives a shit? No, yeah, it, go it, sell. That's your market. That's but if that's your brand, right? That's your sure. brand. Go for it, dude. But like that wasn't Bud Light's brand. Twenty nine B, twenty nine B's. I didn't bro. know that. Wow, unreal. And so now they're getting sued by. The, I don't know if they're actively getting sued, but. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next week or two we didn't see on the Wall Street Journal that that the shareholders of Bud Light are coming after all of it. Wow, seriously, dude, I learned so much. From <laughs> and like, and like that would bankrupt. Have you ever seen a public company like that go bankrupt? And I would. I'm not gonna. It hasn't happened you, very often. You might. It might, dude. With Bud Light, they really? might end up. Dude, Anheuser Busch. Fuck, dude. And it's just a business thing. Like, it's just no. A, it's all about money. Yeah, it's That's just all money, it is, dude. Yeah. It's just unfortunately. And fortunately, it's nuts, dude. Uh, and but when you're looking at like, I don't know why your your finance and your attorney, your CFO and your and your general counsel should have been up in that boardroom, like, dude. Or the, because because we have or people, they were and people were telling them to stop yeah, talking yeah, yeah. or something. But I we have know. people yeah. who, you know, like everybody felt bad when, um, who is that big guy? Um, who who I can't even remember his name, dude. Big the guy, guy that who. The guy who stole a bunch of money uh, on Wall Street with stocks. It was a big Ponzi scheme. When you hear Ponzi scheme, you think of the name. Dude. I have my ADHD's tripping right now. The Wolf on Wall Street guy? No, 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 as no. As, as soon as you hear his name, you'll be like, oh, shit, how did I not? They just did a documentary. On I that guy. But anyway, big Ponzi scheme guy yeah. who was like taking money in the stock market and manipulating it and stuff. You're like, oh, that was real people's money. That was so sad. Like, dude, real people invested in Bud Light with real money. Yeah, it's the same family thing. money. It's the same yeah. thing. And, and you someone and else they made just, a decision yeah. and then screwed all those people's screwed money. Screwed everybody it's the same up, thing. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. And so I. That's why. That's why to me, Regardless I don't care about the, the politics. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's not Regardless about the politics the for me. It's about you guys did something. Something they could have, they could have done didn't. something tragic and murdered someone, or they could have dropped <laughs> a bomb. Still, or and we'd still and be having the same, same conversation. Yes, yes, yep. exactly. We'd have I, the same conversation. Yep, of like, I get you. Of like, you guys fucked up. You took real people's money. You took you took a legacy brand. That you should have just treated, the, treated it how you should have always treated dude, it. It's a or beer dude, brand. how about capitalism, bro? Yeah. How about go make an offshoot beer brand? That you want to that, that you want to market to LGBTQ? Everybody would have been like, all right, cool, dude. Because Anheuser Busch has so many brands. It's like uh, it's like Nestle or something like that, dude. Like they have brands for, 
for the frat guys, and they have brands for the co- daily consumer, yeah. family consumer, and yeah. they have, yeah. and they have brands for yeah. the kids, and they have brands for these guys, yeah, and they yeah, yeah, and they yeah. dude go do that. I don't know what happened, bro. But these uh, anyway. But like also like in a, when you're valuing a company, you're like, what are you doing, dude? Are you gonna? Is this what your brand is? Or is this? I think goodwill is probably one of the most important things that I would look at if I was. Personally, if I was valuing somebody, it's a non-cash one, but I would look at that pretty heavy. Interesting, but anyway, Camden, dude, what up, dog? Thank you. <laughs> no, this is good. This has been so good. I, know, I love it. Bro. I freaking love talking with you, dude. Thank you so much for having me. No, dude, thanks and, for being and, and hanging out.